Thank you so much for hitting the play button on your favorite listening device of choice from wherever you listen to podcasts. My name is Duff Tyler, and this is A Duff Said. Now, if you're hearing this podcast for the very first time, welcome aboard. You can catch up on previous episodes of this podcast by going to my website, aduffsaid.com. You can also hear this show by downloading the Podbean app or just clicking on wherever you listen to podcasts. We have got a great conversation lined up for this week's show. My guest this week is Bryson Huckabee. Now, Bryson just wrapped up a very successful four-year run at Freeland High School. As the four-year starting quarterback for the football team, Bryson led the Falcons to -to back-to-back regional championships. That's the first time that's happened in school history. The Falcons nearly punched their ticket to Ford Field this past November in the state semifinals. They finished within inches of making that goal. Instead, they fell that short of the goal line in a heartbreaking loss to Chelsea High School, 30-27. Now, Bryson didn't have long to digest that defeat because a few weeks later, he was on the basketball court. And along with him and several other key members of the Freeland basketball team, the Falcons rode a 25-game winning streak into the Division II Final Four here in the state of Michigan. The Falcons ran the table to a state semifinals appearance at the Breslin Center. What a ride it has been for this kid. And now he is getting back to the place that he once called home. My conversation with Bryson Huckabee starts now. I'm so darn excited. I can hardly wait to get back to that good old Hoosier state. It's great. So Bryson, you just wrapped up a very successful high school playing career here in the state of Michigan, and certainly we're going to get into that a little bit later. But first, I want to talk about what is next for you. You are moving on to play college basketball at Anderson University in your home state of Indiana. Your family is from the state of Indiana. You were born there before your family moved here to Michigan. How good does it feel to know that you're getting back home again to Indiana? Uh, that that that, really, that feels really good. It's really important to me. Uh, I'm really really close to my family, mostly within 30 minutes of everybody. So that's really important to me. And I've had some family members play at Anderson, so it's just gonna feel really good to be close to everybody again. Your great grandfather played basketball at Anderson University. When I was at your house the other day, your folks were showing me some of the things that he collected over the years when he was at Anderson. When you were looking over your decisions for where you wanted to go next, how much of that family legacy played into your decision to ultimately go to Anderson? Uh, I really I really didn't know that he played there until... Well, I guess I did know, but I didn't really know like that much until I was on my visit there and I was in the field house and there was a picture of him on his team from like 19, the late 1940s. So that was kind of crazy to me. And then it all just worked out. 
We're talking about your great-grandfather that is a member of the Howell family. Now, the Howell family in Indiana is practically basketball royalty. What is it like to know that you are getting a chance to further that family legacy and play at the same school that he did? Like I said, it feels good because he played there so long ago, and he may be able to watch me a little bit, but I'm pretty excited about it. Now, as I said a moment ago, you were born in the state of Indiana where people are absolutely crazy about basketball. If you're a Hoosier, basketball is in your DNA. And so now you're going to be a part of that culture once again. How excited are you to be getting back to that environment? I'm really excited because it, I think it just means a lot more down there than anywhere else I've seen before. Like I'll, I'm excited to be able to go to some high school games because my uncle coaches down there and just go to some local games and see the, and compare it to the last four years, how I've seen it. But I'm, I'm, I'm really excited to feel the tradition instead of just seeing it maybe twice a year, maybe once a year. I'm really excited to be around all the time. When you were looking over your options for where you wanted to go play college basketball, what ultimately led you to Anderson University, aside from that family connection? Honestly, the family was the number one thing, being around them. But uh, my connection with Coach Andy, he was really strong on me. He's their head coach. He was really strong on me from the beginning. And that, that was probably the biggest thing. And then when I went out for my visit, I was with some players for a while, and they were, they were really good to me. And seemed like I would fit in with them. So that was really what led me to it. What really stood out about Anderson? They, they have a really good – I'm going to mechanical engineering – and I really like their facilities for engineering. They have a really cool engineering facility. And I really like to make stuff like wood shop and metal shop. And they have a really, really nice shop so I can go in and work in. And then their basketball facility is really nice. And I just think that overall, the whole campus just felt right. And like I said, their education wise, they really set out. You know, I had no idea you were into mechanical engineering. What got you into that? In eighth grade, I took – so I've always been, like, a strong student in math and science, and I've always really liked those versus, like, English and social studies. But in eighth grade, I took applied tech, and that was only, like, a market pretty long, and I really liked it. So I took it in high school my freshman year, and then ever since then, the past three years, I've taken it. So I took – metal shop manufacturing all four years of high school. I took wood shop the past two years of high school and I then in calculus and AP calculus the past two years. So I think that just my experiences with fabricating and engineering as a whole, I really dislike it and that's what I'm going to do. What are you hoping to do with mechanical engineering after you graduate? Uh, like I said, I've been in like doing fabricating in high school all throughout. So I, I want to go into manufacturing like I'm not sure what doing what yet but I really like manufacturing and that's something that you can do with going through mechanical engineering. Your brother Jackson just wrapped up a very successful career playing basketball at Trine University not long ago and now he lives in the Indianapolis area and he was telling me the other day he's been busy working with construction of one of Indiana's biggest interstate road projects and, and that just shows that there comes a day for everybody when those playing days are over. And, and certainly there's still plenty of those days ahead for you at Anderson. But where do you see yourself after that time ends? I, I, I really don't know, honestly. I think 
just I'll, I'll figure that out here in the next few years with going through school and maybe even I want to change my major, whatever I want to do. But as of now, I just want to do engineering, play basketball, and then look into manufacturing afterwards. Oh, absolutely. And I know you're probably totally zoned in right now on getting onto the court and making a huge impact for the Ravens, as they're called at Anderson University. You're going to be playing at the Division Three level, which obviously is a lot different from D1 or even Division Two, where your dad, Barry, is an assistant coach at Saginaw Valley State University. But there's going to be some challenges that you're going to have to face at the D3 level. What are some obstacles that you're anticipating out there? I think just, just adjusting to the different level, the pace of play and the strength that comes with it. And, I mean, obviously, also three-point line is going to be back in a few feet, so I have to get used to that. But I think overall just adjusting to the pace of play and then adjusting to living in college and not coming home and being able to just chill after a long day but having to focus on myself. You know, talking about the three-point line being back just a little bit further at the college level and you, of course, being from the state of Indiana, you're a native Hoosier, this whole conversation just now reminded me of that scene in the movie Hoosiers when they bust out the tape measure to measure the height of the rim to the floor. Ten feet. I think you'll find us exact same measurements as our gym back in Hickory. So obviously that's still the same height. So there's not that much difference in terms of the environment uh, that you'll be playing in. And speaking of the environment that you're going to be playing in, what kind of impact are you hoping to make? And what are some goals that you've set for yourself when you get to Anderson? Uh, I think I just want to, I just want to play whatever role that I'm assigned, whether it's scoring or passing or rebounding or just doing whatever I need to do to get on the floor and help my team win. Coming up, we take a look at Bryson's time at Freeland High School and how it all started in the backyard at his family's house. If it's pizza night, Sheldon Street Pizza has got you covered. But if you're sticking to salad, be sure to cover it in one of Sheldon's signature dressings. Sheldon Street Pizza now has homemade ranch, Italian, and Greek salad dressings bottled up and ready for purchase. You can also order a freshly prepared salad from Sheldon because at Sheldon Street Pizza, it's more than just pizza. Order today by calling 248-791-7111 or you can visit him online at sheldonstreetpizza.com or just stop by 3767 South Baldwin Road in Orion Township. If it's pizza time, it's time to go to Sheldon Street Pizza. And that's a tough set. Looking for the best hard cider in Oakland County? Then stop by Fourth Coast Cider Works. Located in the main entrance to Canterbury Village, Fourth Coast has many flavors on tap and some you can take home. Fourth Coast is open Thursday through Sunday. For a complete list of ciders and hours, go to fourthcoastciderworks.com. Fourth Coast Cider Works. Quality craftsmanship, quality hard cider. Not available to anybody under the age of 21? Please drink responsibly. Once again, I want to say thank you so much for hitting the play button on this podcast. 
Now, for as little as $2 a month, or $24 a year, you can help this show to continue to grow and provide the content that you enjoy. And if you become a patron of A Duff Said, we have got a lot of great gifts in store for you. We've got bumper stickers, we've got t-shirts, heck, I'll even record your voicemail message. So if you're having trouble ever figuring out what to say, I'll say it for you. And that's A Duff Said. If you'd like to become a patron of A Duff Said, all you got to do is go to patron.podbean.com backslash A Duff Said. Dooley dumps to Elliott at midcourt. Now a lob to the top. Huckabee left open for three and he drills it. Coming left to right at midcourt with Huckabee. Dribbles to the free throw line, fakes a pass, gets by the big fella, and lays it in softly with the right hand. Elliott is dancing by his defender, getting by midcourt, kicking out to Huckabee. Right back to Elliott, now back to Huckabee. One, two, one, two, down low, the basket and the foul. Wow. Wow, indeed. That was the voice of Brad Tunney from ESPN 100.9. WLUN-FM out of Midland with the coverage of Freeland Boys Basketball from this past season. Now, speaking of Brad Tunney, he's been a guest before on A Duff Said, and you can hear his story by going to my website, aduffsaid.com, and looking for Episode 37, Minor League Baseball Post-Pandemic. So my first meeting with Bryson Huckabee happened when I went to his home in Freeland back in 2018. Now, back in March of that year, I interviewed his older brother Jackson after the Freeland Falcons had just won the district championship in boys basketball. Soon after, their mother Jennifer came up to me on the court and told me that I needed to come out and check out the basketball court in the Huckabee's backyard. Here is their story. When an Indiana family moved to Freeland nearly a decade ago, they wanted to bring one of their state's biggest traditions with them, basketball. They wanted to build the best court possible for their kids, but what they got turned out to be a slam dunk for the whole community. This is a typical afternoon in the Huckabee's backyard. Barry and Jennifer Huckabee are your typical Hoosiers. They have basketball in their DNA. We are very very much a rich basketball family from top to bottom. Jennifer played in college at East Tennessee State. Her father, Jimmy, is an Indiana high school coaching legend. Zach, I mean, there you go. Louis Zach. Barry also played in college and is currently on the coaching staff for the Saginaw Valley State men's team. Just well, you'll be all right. When Team Huckabee moved to Michigan, they had two requirements for their new home. We wanted a, a house big enough for our family and the biggest court that we could fit in the backyard. <laughs> they found the perfect neighborhood. Said if anybody needs to live on a street like Hardwood Court, it's us. They built the perfect court. People obviously like to come over and shoot on it every once in a while. We got a, we have a lot of games going on in the summer, people coming over. It's just pretty fun. It's a nice little place to gather. The court brought the Huckabees closer to their neighbors. Living on a cul-de-sac gave them the perfect name for their circle of friends. Yeah, we call ourselves the, the Sack, and these are Sack brothers, and we have Sack moms and Sack dads. And We can talk to each other about anything. We'll all go hang out on the weekends, and no matter the age. like We go from a freshman in college to a fourth grader right now like we all hang out it doesn't matter before long they went from this court to the Freeland High School gym 
Last month, three Sack Brothers helped the Falcons win their fourth straight district title. I know we had good players, but you always got to think that Freeland's a small community and there's always people better out there. But the fact that we could stay together and stay tight, I think the chemistry that we developed on this court helped us a lot in the game. It's the Huckabee's connection to their home state and it's paying off in a big way in mid-Michigan. I just wanted to build a court for all the kids to be able to play basketball and, and bring a little bit of Indiana here, and I think that we've accomplished that. And they're not done yet. They're actually going to be making a big addition to the court this summer. They're going to put lights around it, so you can expect those summertime games to go a whole lot longer. So that kind of gives you an idea of the environment that Bryson Huckabee grew up in and the traditions that he was a part of. But despite all that, Bryson, when it was your turn to start playing sports at Freeland High School, did you ever imagine that you would have the kind of impact that you did on Freeland? To be honest, no, not really. I think that basketball has always been, like, good. I mean, it's been decent at Freeland for a long time, but it's never been, like, as good as we were this year. Even last year, we were we were pretty good, but we didn't win a district. We, I don't know, had, like, 13 wins or something, but... I think that I couldn't have imagined the season we had this year when I was a freshman. I probably, I couldn't even comprehend it. What do you remember about your first game? I know that we were playing uh, Bay City Western at Bay City Western, and I had my first points on a three from the top of the key, a little bit on the right side. I know that and my first points were a three from the top of the key. And I know we lost that game because we, we had three free throws as time expired. And we were down by three, and Jay Squishy made the first two, and he made the last one, and the ref caught a lane violation, so he lost. And knowing you and the type of person you are, I'm sure you learned a lot from that experience. You probably took a lot of notes from that night. And it's crazy that you went from losing your first varsity game, really on a technicality, to losing your last varsity game, just one game shy of taking Freeland to the state championship game. That's a level that Freeland had never been to before, and we're going to break down all of that. But first, I want to start by asking you, how did you develop the maturity level necessary to get the Falcons to that stage? Uh, I think that maturing was a lot that had to do with it and just putting in the work in the off season and the, the biggest thing for us this year was our nine seniors that have been playing together for I don't even know how long most of us have been playing together since like third grade but I think that just going up together was a huge thing and we always stayed close together and we all played well on the floor together and knew what each other was doing. The Falcons nearly had a perfect season in boys basketball this year, and you guys got to the biggest stage in the state of Michigan for high school basketball, and you got to play in a Big Ten arena. What was this ride like for you? It was really surreal. We, uh, ever since Coach got here, even for my sophomore year when we had our basketball meeting, we had the Breslin on like the opening slide of the PowerPoint, and it was kind of just like a you know, well, we'll probably never do that, but I mean, it's a good, a good dream to have. But then when you're actually walking out on the floor and seeing, I mean, there was like 5,000 people there. It was, it was pretty crazy. So the writing really was on the wall for you guys to get to the Breslin Center. But 
like anybody knows, in order to make that happen, everything has to work in your favor. Everything has to align just right in order for that to happen. So how did you guys go from writing it on the wall to actually stepping out onto the floor at the Breslin Center? I think that the past three years, everything had to do with it because my sophomore year when we're, we have at one point, three, maybe at least three, maybe four starters that were sophomores with me, Alex and Josh, and I think Colin started some games, but with having that young of a team and then us going through that, us, us going through sophomore year, playing against kids that are older than us and still winning games, it made a huge impact on us and allowed us to grow from those situations and then going through COVID together and having to still be able to get work in the in the gym, even though we were outside most of the time. And then obviously we're seniors now and now it's just us and we got nine of us and having to work together like we have been the past three years. I think that was the biggest thing that we had played together the last three years. So we knew how each other operated and we knew how to win. Obviously, things did not work out the way that you were hoping for in the state semifinals against Williamston. But now that you've had a chance to really look back and reflect on everything that you guys got done this past season, what's it like to know that out of all the teams in the state of Michigan in Division Two, one of the last four teams left standing was Freeland? I think that it was pretty crazy that one of the final four teams, just because I don't even, I, I really still haven't even had too much time to even think about that. But it's just, it, I'm really grateful for Coach and for all my teammates and all the effort that they put into playing basketball for our hometown and making it a fun season for us. You went through a coaching change midway through your time with the basketball team at Freeland. John Fattel came in and had immediate success with the program. But what role did he play specifically into molding you into a college basketball player? Coach Patel has had a huge impact on me, and I hope that I've had a huge impact on him as well, just because he we were his first coaching gig, and he, he was learning everything. At the same time, we were learning everything because we were sophomores, and he was in his first year coaching. And I think that me and him – after I've graduated, me and him have been, and we will continue being really good friends. I mean, after my grad party, he was one of the only people at my house till uh, it was probably 11 o'clock, and we were just talking. So he he's had a really huge impact on me, and I'm excited to keep being his friend. You've got a lot of people in your inner circle that live the sport of basketball. Your mom and dad both played in college. As I said earlier, your dad coaches at SVSU as an assistant. You've got other members of your family that have been coaches and have been very successful doing it. What's it like for you to have that kind of support group? They, all of them had a really, really big impact on me. But from my mom being not just the average mom, she knows how to get her, get her way around the basketball court from her days and she was a good player, and my dad playing in college, now coaching at Saginaw Valley, and my grandpa, he, I mean, he wasn't around my games that much when I was younger because he was always coaching, but this year he wasn't coaching as much, so he was able to come to my games, and my dad's dad, he came to every single game, some, pretty much every single game from when I was a sophomore ongoing, so 
everybody's had a huge impact and I'm just excited I get to be back in their area so they don't have to travel 300 miles one way to come see me. And certainly that was not easy for Barry and Jimmy to make the time to be there at your games, but when they could be there, how special was that for you to look up in the stands and see them there cheering you on? Every single time I looked up and saw someone from uh, Indiana, it just made a, it just made me so good inside that they 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 need they feel like they need to support me even though I'm so far away. It just it feels really good. And it wasn't just the basketball people that had such a profound impact on you. We can't forget your neighbor, Kevin Townsend. He, of course, is the football coach at Freeland High School. You've grown up around him. And when you were a freshman, he tapped you on the shoulder and said he wanted you to be his starting quarterback. So when he approached you about the possibility of taking on that role, did you have any fears or jitters about it? Uh, if I remember correctly, I was actually at, so this was a week before last week of the year was, um, I was at my aunt's wedding and I guess she had already asked my dad if she would be okay with it because I was, I was just a little kid. <laughs> I wasn't be playing against grown men, but if I remember correctly, I was at my aunt's wedding and I think my dad mentioned something to me about it. And then I got to practice on Monday, and he called me in his office, and he said, well, you ready? And I was like, yeah, let's do it. What was that feeling like, that first time you stepped out on the field and lined up under center, and this is it. There's no turning back now. You're going to be taking snaps for the Falcons. I think, uh, so maybe I'm not, so the first, so Franklin Moose was really good that year. They were 7-1 on the off of the Swan Valley, who was Brain's probably top five in the state, but uh, the first, very first drive of theirs, we blocked their punt. So I got the ball on the probably 30 yard line with the 30 yards to score a touchdown. And we ran a run play our first time, and I got knocked down. And I was like, well, this is going to be a tough game, and that's going to be every play. And then the very next play, coach called up a pass play, which we only do probably five times a game. And so that just shows the confidence that he had me. And I uh, we, I completed that pass to Jace for like 15 yards, and then we went down and scored. So that really got all the jitters out. Freeland football has always been a winning program, but you played a central role in taking it deep into the postseason to levels it had never been before. What is it like to know that you helped make that happen? I think – Coach always, always talks about that. He always talks about how he doesn't want to be a team anymore that goes seven and two, eight and one, and loses their third game of the playoffs or loses their second game of the playoffs. He doesn't care about winning those seemingly meaningless games in the regular season. He wants to make a deep playoff run, and I think that we all, as we all as a freshmen or sophomores decided that we needed to be that team and we ended up being it with making two deep runs which were our first back-to-back regionals in school history and you know something just hearing you say that I mean obviously I heard that in your voice but I could totally hear Kevin Townsend coming out of you just now by you saying that because that's the kind of coach that he is, and it's obvious that he made quite the impression with you. What was it like to play for him and to learn from him? Even outside of football, he was someone that I really 
learn from, from being my health teacher in middle school to then becoming my eventual football coach for three and a half, four years. That was, and we've all, we've always had a good relationship. I've been his next door neighbor for probably 12 years. So we've always been, we've always had a special relationship, but then going from being next door neighbors and friends to player coach and now being going back to friends is going to be something that I'm excited for. I know for a lot of people in Freeland, it still stings just a little bit that you guys were just a few inches shy of going to the state championship game and getting the opportunity to represent Freeland inside Ford Field. What do you remember about that play? I remember that we had third and four on the six-yard line. A five-yard line, probably. And so I'm like, and there's, I think, a minute, a minute and a half left. And we're down by three. And then we dropped the same exact – we drew up a play for me to fake to Garrett and keep the ball and hopefully score a touchdown. Well, we fumbled the snap, unfortunately. And so we only gained one yard on that play. Then we had fourth and three. And we told Coach that we don't want to kick the field goal. We want to win the game. And I would still go by that today. I wouldn't kick the field goal. I would, I would go for the win. And everybody agreed. And so – we went for it and came up about a foot short, but like I said, I wouldn't. I would still go for it ten times out of ten. I wouldn't kick a field goal. You wanted to win the game. And I know you just described that, and I know you said you had the confidence that you guys could get the job done. You didn't want to go for the field goal. You guys wanted to go for the win. But looking back on it now, is there maybe even just a little part of you that wishes you guys had kicked the field goal? No, I really don't. I I think that we. We wanted our season. We we knew our season was on the line right there, and we thought that, you know, our our mentality the whole year or for our whole entire program is four yards every play, four yards every play will get you a first down. And we wanted we needed three yards, and we got two and three quarters of a yard. So, like I said, I would still go for it ten times out of ten. Now I know that you have that confidence that you can and you will get the job done. Maybe not on that particular play last November, but you certainly have what it takes to get the job done in life. Now, you have that confidence, you have that swagger, but you're also a humble guy as well. You're not one to brag, and you probably give more credit to those around you rather than yourself. But I want you to look back now on everything that you did for the football, the basketball, the track teams at Freeland. I want you to look at everything that you did to represent the entire Freeland community. When you look at all of that, what grade would you give yourself? Uh, I would like to give myself an A. Just because of the effort that I know I put in. Not because of the the wins I had or the records I have, but I would just say just for the effort I put in and from the impact that I've seen that I have, especially on the younger kids, how they how they treat me and how they like how I treat them. So I think I would think I would give myself an A just because I feel like I've been a really good role model for the younger kids coming up. That's pretty much the grade that I had for you as well. You did a tremendous job and you deserve that A. You are, of course, the latest member of the SAC family to move on to an athletic career at the collegiate level. I can't wait to see what you do next. Bryson Huckabee, thank you so much for making the time this week on A Duff Said. All the best to you moving forward. Thanks, Duff. 
And that's going to be a wrap on this edition of A Duff Said. Once again, I want to thank our sponsors, Sheldon Street Pizza and Fourth Coast Cider Works, located here in the Lake Orion area. Now, if you like what you heard and you want to hear more from A Duff Said, be sure to check out my website, aduffsaid.com. A Duff Said can be heard by downloading the Podbean app or really just listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts. You can follow me on Facebook by going to my Facebook page, Sports Journalist Duff Tyler. You can also hit me up on Twitter. Just look for Duff Tyler. Until next time, I am Duff Tyler, and I'm reminding you that if Duff said it, it must be true, because that's what a Duff said. <laughs>